Welcome back to the Rosenthal and Jesselnick Vanity Project. Anthony, they said we wouldn't make it to episode two. Suck it through a straw. <laughs> Ooh, we are back. That's Fetty Wap. We contracted him to play our intro song. He's a huge fan of Anthony and myself. That's Fetty, huh? Thanks, Fetty, Thanks, uh, Fetty. for the help. This is the Rosenthal and Jesselnick Vanity Project. Thank you to everyone who subscribed and downloaded and sent us nice things. And everyone was saying, you know, they were worried we wouldn't be back for the second episode. But here we are, Anthony. Yeah, notice everyone, too, that Greg is thanking you for subscribing, <laughs> for giving your feedback and listening. I don't really care. Yeah. I don't care so much about, uh, about what goes on here. I'm kind of just here to hang out with my friend Greg. I can know? pretty much tell that by your lack of promotion for the podcast and, in general, lack of interest. Like, will you ever listen to our podcast? I don't listen to things. Um, I did them. You know I mean? I don't have to listen to it. I was here when it happened. And, and I, I, don't even really, I don't really watch things that I do. Like, I don't watch myself on TV. Uh, I just do it, and then I collect a check. That's fair. It's your job. Well, how do you think the first one? You mean you were here for the first one? You're I assume happy it, with it, how it went, went the same. I mean, I think they can, it's going to get better every single week. You know, I think you were crazy nervous uh, <laughs> and like just super unprepared. But uh, you know, I think I it's I not showed true up at all. Threw, threw you over my shoulders and carried you around like a fireman. I've got some <laughs> I've got some sources. Speaking of which, you've got some sources uh, coming up later in the show. We're gonna we're gonna do that. We're gonna go over some headlines. Our world famous weekly predictions now. Uh, we're going to bring that back. We, we got our listener of the week. We're going to look at some of the tweets uh, you guys sent us. We have our hot take of the week. Um, oh, listen to that. Little Wayne. That was Little Wayne. Little Wayne. <laughs> Little Wayne. Uh, is this – did I remember this right? Didn't Juvenile once – knock on our friend Roggins' door in college by mistake? Like he was looking for his girlfriend? It, it was not like a mistake. You were corrected by this sophomore year of college at Tulane. A couple weeks before school started, we were having a party, and Juvenile just came over. I think he was at his girlfriend's house next door, one of his many girlfriends, knocked on the door, and we had no idea who he was. And he kept holding up his chain going, What do you mean we didn't money, know who cash, he was? We had no idea. See, he, that's he, the part I don't believe. He kept going, believe. cash money, cash money. We're like, who is this guy? What does cash money mean? And then someone was like, that's Juvenile, and we let him use the phone. See, I would have known because cash money at that point were essentially like, – we were like living in Liverpool when the Beatles started in terms of our time in New Orleans. I mean, cash money could not have been more popular. They were so popular they had knockoff bands that would copy their songs. Shake It Like a Dog was one where they copied back that ass. And the, and the knockoff bands were popular. Yeah, yeah. I remember these. It was amazing. Ha was the biggest song that ever was created. Ha was huge. Back that thing up. <laughs> I guess the edited version. I didn't realize. Let's go. Let's 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 move on a little bit. We can come back. No, let's just talk about Cash Money the whole time. <laughs> we can come back to stories, but I didn't realize after the podcast we got some complaints. People said you guys sounded edited. They're not letting Anthony. Yes. Anthony. Here's my philosophy on this: is that again, like I'm just here to hang out with my friend Greg behind the shield, behind the shield and all the protection that it entails. But also, there are things that come with that. Like I didn't know we're not allowed to swear. I thought usually on podcasts you can. Can't swear for the I'm shield. Adult. Yeah, everywhere we go, I think of what Roger Goodell says. If you're an NFL employee like me, everywhere you go, you're representing the shield. I'm like a walking NFL insignia. I mean, I've been representing the shield my whole life, I feel like. You know what I mean? <laughs> just just in terms of what the league stands for. So, yes, they did have to cut out uh, a lot of the show. People 
uh, were upset about that. They were saying they want the uncut version. That's never going to happen. There is no uncut version. Like, we knew doing this, they were going to have to cut it up. But my promise to you, my promise to you, the listeners, is that I will go back through each episode afterwards, and I will explain what got cut out. And then if that gets cut out, then next week I will have to explain that again. It'll be very meta. And it'll just be an interesting take to see kind of what we, what we went for. And a lot of it's just things I, I said in the moment or Greg said in the moment. Um, but let me go through uh, last week's episode and tell you what we cut. We cut like five or six things. First of all, anytime I swore, uh, we had to cut, which was a shame because um, I'm good at it. You know, I really hit the k. I really hit that t when I, when I do it. It's, a, it, it's good for me. Um, we, we cut uh, a breast cancer reference. Yeah. Uh, talking about Ironhead Hayward. Um, I kind of made a reference to the fact that uh, they don't let you talk about, you know, your your dad who died from brain cancer, but if it was breast cancer, they right. might, uh, but they won't even really let you do that. Edited because it was too funny. <laughs> um, another thing that got cut uh, from the show that was not uh, breast cancer related, we had a, we had a question: Which team do we hate? Which team do we love to see kind of suffer? Uh, I had picked the uh, the um, the Ravens. Who'd you pick? I don't even remember. Oh, the Giants. The Giants, yeah, it's but it was boring. just boring. Yeah, it, was, it wasn't interesting. That's why we cut it. It wasn't for content. Uh, then we moved on. We had a question about Big Ben. Would Big Ben, would you, uh, Greg, would you let Big Ben watch your children? Uh, and actually, that was you. You stepped over the line and made a joke about Ben's past. Well, yeah, you're not allowed to talk about Ben's past if you work for the NFL. He's one of our he's one of our important guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, I think you should have known that. Like, I would never make a joke about Ben's past like that, unless you're talking about his Super Bowl rings. I would talk <laughs> about that all day. Um, but uh, but yeah, that got cut because of Greg. And then and again, this last one here uh, was because of Greg. We talked about Playboy for a little bit and how Playboy um, is uh, is not going to show mm. women anymore. And you went off on kind of like a rant about pornography. <laughs> That made me uncomfortable, to be quite honest. Like I was like, I remember. I didn't the pick motion. that up. I, I was making the motion. I was like, cut this, cut this. Like you're a married man. Maybe, maybe we're playing against type here. You're supposed to be the bad boy of comedy. I am the bad know? boy of comedy. And but but, but who's getting cut out more of this show? Me or you? It's you. But maybe it's it really shows who's got it. Who's, I could be the maybe I'm the bad boy of NFL podcasters. I think you're like the bad boy of aesthetics. What I mean, like that's like why a lot of the stuff gets cut. But again, I'm I just wearing think some pretty sweet purple slacks right now. You are dressed for the office. I'm dressed for the comedy club. Uh, uh, that was actually not the last thing that was cut. You, well, I want to, I want to go a little further into you talking about porn. I just think <laughs> that it was, it wasn't so much like what you said. It was like who you were saying it about. Edited for being overly crunk. So that we, wait, there was one other thing that we cut. Oh yeah, you didn't even remember. You're, you're long, insane. Uh, profanity-laced uh, tirade about Herm Edwards' view on climate change. No, that was in there. <laughs> that was Little Wayne. <laughs> Anthony just wants to you know, live out his dream to be a, uh, a radio host. Let's, uh, let's go through... Uh, actually, let's talk a little bit about w- what happened in the last week of our lives. And so, you know, it, the show's going to be a little bit about us. We're definitely going to talk a lot about football. Headlines are coming up next, and we got a lot of good ones, but <laughs> that's a lot of Little Wayne. A little heavy on the Little Wayne there, Brandon. Uh, that was Little Wayne. <laughs> the I just wanted to catch up quickly with you uh, over what happened with you. I don't get to see you as much as I would like. It's busy during the NFL season. You're, of course, the godfather, godparent to uh, both my children. Mm-hmm. 
another week where you didn't give them any gifts or see them at all. Uh, what what have you been up to over the last week? Your special's out on Netflix. You're kind of off the road after Ooh. a big uh, three or four months on the road. So what what is happening? Specials on Netflix still getting good press. You saw the latest article that was the the, the happiest I've ever been to see. That that's right. There was an article with the title, and I'm recalling this from memory, Anthony Jeselnik is the greatest comedian of all time. Anthony Jeselnik is the greatest comic who has ever lived. That's that's pretty amazing. If you don't believe it, Google it. Google it. It's all about how great I am because I make fun of tragedies. And most people don't, but you're supposed to be a clown in the face of a tragedy. So you were excited about it. I mean, I've been hearing this from you for a long time. In I fact, have, in your special, you call yourself the greatest comic I say I'm lived. a comedy god, and that is, that is certainly true. I, I dwarf everyone else. Anyone else who holds a microphone is an embarrassment to the art form. <laughs> so did you uh, – any shows? Shows I did. I went I, – I, I did a Carson Daly. I did a spot in Carson Daly this week, my fourth time on Carson Daly in my career, just to let you know how, how well that's going. Uh, <laughs> so you just, like, sit and talk to a producer. Carson's not even there. Carson doesn't care. That's awkward. It's, it's, no, it's actually pretty easy because you don't have to worry about it. You're like, you, I know they're going to cut this if it's not good. So you just sit there for half an hour and some producer like asks you how great you are. You I'm skipped like, out on doing Seth Meyers the other week. You were so lazy. I had to cancel. I had to, I had to cancel Seth Meyers because uh, of travel things. But I would have loved to have been there. Seth's a friend. Is he? Yes. Okay. Yeah, we, he's from Pittsburgh. We talked uh, talk Steelers when I, was on, uh, when I worked in 30 Rock on Fallon. You opened... For everybody's Garfunkel Notes. I went to uh, my friend's Garfunkel Notes, a uh, guitar and ukulele uh, comedy band. Um, the, I, they, they call themselves musical comedy, as I refer to it as music. Not a big musical <laughs> comedy fan, but they're dear friends of mine. So I went to Seattle and opened for them. And it was funny because it was like all these like young girls like in their audience, and they have no idea who I am. So I would like go on stage and be like, what do you talk? Like, I'm a thousand times more famous than Garfunkel Notes. But they didn't care. They were just like, what? Who are you? And they didn't even know about that. I was in one episode of Garfunkel Notes where I get a... It's not really your audience, maybe, that. the musical comedy. What is the worst audience that you've ever had in terms of that you were just not the fit for it? I know casinos are a disaster sometimes. No, casinos aren't, aren't bad. I mean, at this point now, I'm famous enough that if I'm, if I'm the top of the bill, then you know what you're getting. I've done casinos where it might be a little weird, but people are into it where they get there. Um, the worst thing that I can like, remember recently, last summer I was in Ireland doing a festival in Dublin. And they put me, like I had a couple shows where I headlined and those were great. But they had one where I opened for this guy. And this guy was like, I forget his name. I would compare him to like a Ryan Seacrest type, kind of like a like an MTV VJ sort of thing where like young girls love him. He's like kind of, not corny, but like close to corny and just very like friendly comedy. You know, he like makes fun of Justin Bieber and like breaks down the song Baby. The opposite of you because young girls hate you. Yes. Young girls are not. Even Ellis, uh, my daughter, still won't hug you. Will not hug me. Refuse. That's a true story. I got a high five every once in a while. She hugs everyone else. Really? She's gonna, no. I thought it was like, okay. She, that's not true. She's not a very, you know, she hugs her parents, but she's, she, she's selective with who she's going to give her love out. I like that because I don't want her to be some kind of hug who's running around throwing hugs out left and right. Like, I think when she's at the right age that she can appreciate my comedy and what I've done for her comedically, then she'll start hugging. That'll be in like 20 years. Yeah. But this show in Dublin, I walked. It was at maybe 1,000 people and this is tent. And I walked 400 of them. No joke. <laughs> like, there was a smoke machine. <laughs> By walked, you mean they left? They left. They got up and left and drove. Industry term. And there was a smoke machine where, like, just to make it the place look better, I guess. And they start pumping the smoke out. So th- they were thinking that I wouldn't be able to see people leaving if they just had too much smoke. 
So then I'm like yelling at the smoke machine guy, and I'm like, just get me through this. I had to do half an hour. People were furious. Like someone screamed out, "You should be ashamed!" <laughs> I like started laughing so hard after one of my jokes. And then this guy comes on, who they're all waiting for. But even though they were waiting for him, I had ruined the crowd so hard. It was like I had personally slapped them all in the face. And this poor bastard came out and was just like close to weeping when he took the mic from me. I was just like, thank you, Anthony. And then just bombed his face off for the next hour. Oh, that's great. You must have felt good about that. I did. I did. I thought it was hilarious. You know what I was thinking? See, when I asked this question, I immediately thought you told me that story about your show at Marshall recently where you decided it would be a good idea to make a Marshall plane crash joke in the middle of your set Several. at Marshall. Yeah, several of them at Marshall. They were not happy. It was one of those jokes where everyone just started talking to each other. Like I was, I was talking to a girl in the front row, and uh, and this girl says, um, "I'm like, oh, what do you do for a living?" She's like, "I work here at the university. I work for Marshall. I'm in the athletic department." And I said, "Oh, what does that mean? Does you just make funeral arrangements?" <laughs> and and people just started talking. They were like really upset, and then I got them back, and it was fine. And at the end of my set, I do a thing about like why I make fun of tra- tragedies like that. And people kind of applauded after that. But then I had to go into a meet and greet where I had to meet these people in the audience, which I never do. I always want to like just get out of there. You don't like meeting people no. in general? No. Not after, especially after I performed, like leave me alone. Uh, I'm kind of sweaty and I, like, my, my head's going a million miles an hour. But I had to go meet these people and everyone was like, you shouldn't have made that joke. Like that was very funny. Thank you for coming. But you shouldn't have made that joke. And I was like, well, that's what I do. And they go, no, no, no. You shouldn't have made that joke here. <laughs> and I looked at all of them. I was like, where the hell else am I going to make this joke? It's Marshall or nowhere. Like, no one else is going to... Like, hey, remember that plane crash in the 70s that happened in a different school? Let's talk about that for a little bit. <laughs> that was your chance. You had to grab uh, grab the bash ring. Uh, I remember last last week when I, I did re-listen to the show, uh, most of it, I um, I stopped at the crunk, crunk or funky fresh segment. I was just like, I can't I can't re-listen to this. Uh, but the one of the notes I sent to myself was, get to football a little faster. And here we are, uh, and I didn't take my note at all. We're fifteen, 15 minutes, minutes later. Well, we need we need some sort of excuse for the re- this to be on NFL media. So let's do some NFL headlines, Brandon. That was Little Wayne. <laughs> we had a whole different headline song too. I was gonna have ready, but now Anthony has totally overridden uh, the production plan and has insisted we play. Little Wayne as much as possible. Just that one clip. Throughout the show. Maybe we'll change the clip each show. People, yeah. people can send us ideas oh, sure. and then we won't listen to them because Anthony's just going to go with Black Rob next week. <laughs> 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 All right, let's talk uh, some football. Jason Pierre-Paul. That, this was a big story. Breaking news. I wrote the story, Anthony. I don't know if you read it. Of course not. Did you read any? Do you ever read anything on NFL.com that uh, I read? I support your comedy. I go... You know, watch the special, go to you on shows sometimes. Yeah, but my stuff is funny on purpose. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, Jason Pierre-Paul, he, of course, had the fireworks accident July 4th. One of two NFL players to have a big fireworks accident. Uh, the other one on the Buccaneers, his career is over. JPP is so good, though, he can play uh, with less fingers. He has re-signed with the Giants. He's going to start practicing, and he will be back on the field within a couple weeks. He could make up to $8.7 million this year, Anthony. You know what I heard? Uh, I heard that it wasn't an accident. Did he tell you that <laughs> no. on purpose? Yeah, he was like, check this out. I uh, did the old magic trick of how many fingers. I'm like, how many fingers am I blowing up? Um, my, my thing about Jason Pierre-Paul, I, I love him. I think it's hilarious that he lost a bunch of fingers and then just like the way he acted after that is great. What would be awesome is if once he starts playing, every time he gets a sack, they shoot off fireworks. 
I mean, kind of like when they have like the when the Buccaneers score and they have like the the, the Jolly Roger going. If they just like do like a, just way too many fireworks every time he gets a sack. Yeah, if he if he comes up with some fireworks theme sack celebration where he's just exploding afterwards, or he yeah. just he just waves his finger at everyone. Yeah, <laughs> raises his hand. <laughs> uh, yeah, Jason Pierre-Paul. How good is that though? You can play with three. Would you play? You're good enough to play with less fingers. Yeah, but only like as a defensive player. You know what I mean? If he was like, uh, if he was like, uh, you know, if he played any other position, if he was a center, he wouldn't be as good. It's true. But if you want to be like, hey, uh, Jason, who's number one? Yeah, he's the guy. <laughs> it's not gonna work. He, he said he was. I know. I was trying to think. He was. He said he was feeling after this whole break. You know, the way from football, he's feeling much younger. You know what I mean? Like he three fingers younger. <laughs> Definitely lighter. Um, Russell Wilson this week, moving on to uh, another headline uh, that was in the news. Russell Wilson dressed up as Batman uh, for his girlfriend, Ciara's birthday, her 30th birthday. He was somehow able to organize a birthday in which Serena Williams showed up, uh, Beyonce, a whole lot of people. She was dressed up as some sort of superhero as well, your your thoughts on the whole Russell Wilson experience going on here? I think it's hilarious to me to see Russell Real, Russell Wilson. Any picture he's with Ciara, Ciara, Ciara. I don't know. We're showing our age, Brandon. Like, what is the? I don't even know. Does she sing something? Ciara. I've heard both. Is yeah. she in a group? Ciara. Where she's, she's no, she's, she's a by herself. By herself. Sure. She really peaked a while ago. Okay. Um, and I think, I think it's is, Ciara. Yeah. Ciara. Okay. I'll, I'll I'll say Ciara. I think. Yeah. If you guys have a problem with it, uh, email Greg. Um, but yeah, Ciara, whenever he's with her, he just looks like way too pleased. You know what I mean? He looks like, I know he's young, but he looks like an old man next to like Anna Nicole Smith. Do you know what I mean? He's just like got this weird grin. He just can't believe his luck. It's just kind of gross. And then you add a full body Batman costume and he is the biggest dork of all time. Like, you cannot look cool in a full Batman costume. Well, that, that's because that's who he is. Uh, Ciara's getting some good publicity out of this. You know, she hasn't had... I don't think a lot of hits lately necessarily. If you read the Russell Wilson feature they did about him in Sports Illustrated, it's him and a bunch of his college bros from Wisconsin who are all part of the Russell Wilson management team. And they even call themselves like his entourage. And one of the guys is like, yeah, I'm the I'm E. You know, I'm the E <laughs> of the entourage. And, and, he, and he has a title, too. I, I forget what it was. It's some sort of, you know, brand manager of Russell Wilson. And, Russell, and it couldn't make Russell Wilson seem less cool or less likable. I, uh, like that, uh, I like that he needs a whole team to manage to not get laid. <laughs> Come on, Brandon, I'm pointing at you. You gotta give me a shot when something gets said that I'm gonna have to edit out anyways. That's gonna have to get edited out. Oh. We gotta put. Yeah, by the way, Brandon, we gotta have your laughter on on the uh, the track here. That would really help because I see you cracking up at that. Yeah, no, there's bits that way good people ones. will know how the fireworks funny, one was a how, good one. How funny we are. Yeah, uh, especially <laughs> me. <laughs> we, you know, we also need video because every every time this little Wayne clip comes on, the dancing Anthony's showing is really something special for people to see. The Browns uh, have been in the news quite a bit. Their quarterback situation, Josh McCown, uh, his shoulder is injured, may not be able to start 
this week. That means they could be forced to go back to Johnny Manziel only a couple weeks uh, after an incident where he was pulled over with his girlfriend. Have you heard about this? I have. I have heard about that. And so Johnny Manziel uh, in the news, there was an article in a report from CBS that they don't really love how he's responded necessarily, or they're a little worried about how he's responded to this benching. You know, he, he lost the starting job when Josh McCown came back, maybe hasn't been uh, as hardworking and whatnot since then. They also believe after this latest incident, or they've believed for a while that the girlfriend of Johnny Manziel um, isn't necessarily a positive influence. This is from a national reporter bothered to report this, by the way, uh, reported that, the Browns have been hoping, you know, Manziel would break up with his girlfriend who's in college and decided uh, to come live with her. How have they not cut this guy yet? How have they not just been like, screw this, he's gone? If you're trying to get your quarterback to break up with his girlfriend, are you kidding me? He's got, he's got 300-pound linebackers coming at him at 100 miles an hour. And he's, <laughs> you're worried about him and his girlfriend? It cut him. He should do anything else but be playing football. Edited because it was too informative about today's NFL. Uh, I, I actually hate I hate the fact that, that his girlfriend even gets brought into this. Yeah, I'm not trying to sound like a Pollyanna here who's who's you know, representing the shield or something, but it wasn't the greatest police report. You know, when you read the police report with Johnny Manziel and his girlfriend. My reaction wasn't like Johnny better get rid of that girl. No, it's like this guy's a total. This guy's a total creep, and for that's such an NFL team view to be like, well, got to get rid of her. She's sure. the problem. Sure, but think about this: How often have you ever heard an NFL team be like, "You should get rid of that girlfriend" and say it publicly? She must suck. <laughs> like she must be. She must have like three arms or something, and each one of them is holding a beer for Johnny. Because it's insane for that to be public knowledge. It's insane. Three-armed girl. Wasn't that in uh, Total Recall? No, that was that was something different. Um, God, we have different memories of our childhoods. Edited for content again. Let's go off sports for a second. That was Little Wayne. <laughs> Donald Trump is a big Little Wayne guy. Um, loves the Magnolia Projects in general. All the cash money, Mystical. All, right. all of them. Um, he has been leading in the polls. We're just going to go political here. He's been leading the polls throughout. Shocking. But uh, Ben Carson uh, has surged ahead of Donald Trump in four different polls in in Iowa. I saw this pop up, and it just got me thinking. Uh, you're associated a little bit with Donald Trump. You helped win. A one, I would say one of your breakout moments of your career was the Donald Trump roast mm-hmm. and i just thought maybe you would have thoughts you know on trump and what that was like i think it's, i mean it's pretty insane like watching the republicans like in this like uh, lead up so far is so hilarious to me it's like it's like when a wrestler like a professional wrestler faces some jobber in the ring and the jobber like starts to win a little bit and you're like oh my god what's happening right now like the washington generals basically. yeah exactly they score a couple <laughs> buckets you're like wait are they gonna beat the globetrotters it's like of course they aren't this, these people are all insane um, I thought Trump was has been pretty hilarious. My favorite thing he's done so far is when the the thing got leaked that uh, that he started to lose in the Iowa polls. That someone who controlled his Twitter, did you see this? <laughs> like called basically. Every, it was like, of course Iowa would think that they're all idiots. <laughs> and he had to be like, uh, that's like a, it was like too far for Trump. 
But that's so funny. Like I'm losing the polls. These morons. Like they don't get me. Basically, they yeah. There's a thin line between what Donald Trump is as a uh, presidential candidate and what you would be like as a presidential candidate. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty close. It's pretty close. The hair is similar. My hair is awesome. My hair is so good. Just looking for a mirror. That's the problem with this podcast is just not you don't get to see my hair. What uh, what was your experience like on the old Donald Trump? Wasn't that the one I went to? Yes, you were there. And uh, and Don Marshall, our friend, and I. Don Marshall drank way too much. <laughs> that was a great night. That was a lot of fun. What was what was your personal experience with with Trump that he, night? He was all right. He was uh, he seemed. Like not the worst guy. He shook my hand. I hear he doesn't shake hands. He, he's like one of those people who doesn't like the doesn't like the germs. But he shook my hand. I was like, oh, maybe he's cool. Like he actually like earned my respect that night. And then like the next day, he was like, where's Obama's birth certificate? And I was like, oh man, mm. cr- you're crazy. Edited because we balled too hard. And that's a true story. And yet you still make that joke in front of me. Yeah, well, you're the least Jewish person I've ever met in my entire life. Edited because I damn feel like it. I'm saying. It's the NFL. That, would've that, made, he would have made a great coach. <laughs> would have made a great coach. That's all I'm saying. Would have been, been a terrific GM. <laughs> Ryan Mallett. <laughs> uh, at least we cracked ourselves up. None of that is going in. We're leaving as much as possible. Ryan Mallett has been released this week uh, by the Houston Texans after missing a team flight on Saturday last week. Uh, let, let me let me uh, continue. He said he was stuck in traffic, and so that was the second time he's been late to something, and they were just sick of sick of Ryan Mallett. He's no longer on the Texans. I know. See, I think I love that they wanted to cut him before the game, but they couldn't. They didn't have another backup. I thought that was funny. I like, I like Bill O'Brien for his kind of those shenanigans. I loved that the first time he was late, he said he just slept in. Ryan Mount was like, listen, I, uh, my alarm clock didn't go off, which I think is like, look how dedicated this. He can't even sleep. He's thinking about football so much. You know what I mean? That's that's like that's the kind of guy you want as your quarterback. But he can sleep. He slept in. What does that mean? But he goes to sleep late because he's thinking about the game. Maybe he goes to sleep late because he had. Um, well, I don't even want to go there. But there was some talk about what what dropped Ryan Mallett in the in the draft. I don't think it's a huge secret. Um, I don't think it was so much a substance that puts you to sleep as much as keeps you awake late at night. Oh, really? That that might be. Well, he went to Arkansas. Something he was on something in the water. He was on. Are you gonna? Was it? I'm just letting the listener put it. Was he, it coffee? He liked coffee. He liked coffee. Okay. He liked coffee. coffee. I think. I think if if you if you want to wake up, I think all football players, and this is like an idea that I want to try to get sponsored, is if you if you're having trouble waking up in the morning, you got to get. Edited for Little Wayne. <laughs> you know, I mean, nothing wakes you up quicker. If you need to take a quick little power nap before the game, you're not gonna you're gonna get the sleep, but not like the REM sleep that really kind of like takes over. Right, you're not gonna have a deep sleep. You're gonna be ready to wake up. Yeah. At any time. Wake up, guns blazing. <laughs> What's the dumbest excuse you've ever used um, to skip work? My favorite thing about this was that. The Houston Chronicle, when they reported the story, they said that Ryan Mallett said that he was late because of non-existent traffic. Yeah, <laughs> they they were just the, they didn't even it's not like they needed sources for that. They were just like, yeah, Saturday morning going to the stadium. There's no yeah. way he was stuck Zero. in traffic. Yeah, um, I once I had an excuse that was so bad that halfway through I bailed and was just like, I quit. <laughs> like I when I worked at Borders Books, like first of all, I've been fired from every job I've ever had. 
And a lot of those jobs I lived with Greg for. This episode, I think, could be oh, I for could sure. be one that gets, sure. gets you fired. We're sure getting fired from this. Um, more just like I, it'll get canceled altogether. Like without me, there is no podcast. Without me, there is no NFL. Um, uh, but I was, I was late. I was, I had this job at Borders Books. It was my first job in LA and I was so bored doing this job. And in the mornings it was the most boring thing ever. Cause for like three hours I had nothing to do. And so I came in like two hours late and they were like, what, like what, wh- how, wh- how dare you? Like why you didn't call us? Why, why are you two hours late? And I was, I'd clearly just woken up and I was like, I was like the gas light on my car. I had to go pick up a friend whose car broke down and the gas light on my car isn't working. So I didn't know I was running out of gas and then I ran out of gas <laughs> and I had to go and walk. And they're just looking at me like nodding their heads like we don't. And I was like, I don't know why I'm lying to you guys. Like I just, I'm, I hate this job. I'm bored of it. They're like, <laughs> okay, you're and then fired. They fired you. Yeah, on the spot. <laughs> on the spot. But I would have been fired either way. Edited because Greg outshined me. You know why we went there? It's because we were 20 years old and it was the only place on the island that would serve us. Exactly. So we went in to underage drink as opposed to doing our job. The, our, our last uh, item of news <laughs> for the day going to be Jim Harbaugh. And uh, just a, a little soundbite from his press conference last week. Jim Harbaugh now, of course, coaching Michigan. Just trying to explain, you know, someone asked him a hypothetical and his answer was, I'm not into the if this, if that type of scenarios. If worms had machine guns, then birds wouldn't be scared of them. That's That was what Jim Harbaugh said to explain not answering uh, hypotheticals. I, I love I love this quote. I love it's Jim great, Harbaugh. It's a great quote. Uh, Jim Harbaugh is such a poet. I just like the idea of Harbaugh like standing in a field where it's like recently rained. And just like trying to get worms to use these <laughs> machine guns. He's got his, he's got his, uh, what does he wear? He wears like a pullover tucked into the khakis mm-hmm. at all times. Mm-hmm. Reddest nose in the game, if you've been watching, if you've been following Michigan football. I mean, this he year. doesn't make any sense at all. so red. How, does this, I mean, does this make sense? It doesn't make any sense at all because if, first of all, birds are not scared of worms at all. And then he's he's giving the worms machine guns and saying that birds wouldn't be scared of them. <laughs> like, they're already not scared. Do you think a machine gun's going to add extra no fear? I don't think so. <laughs> worms with machine guns actually sounds like a great movie. Don't you think? Like a great sort of like lo-fi horror movie. That is the type of movie you'd try to convince me to go to. If like, if like the bird, if they did a sequel to Hitchcock's The Birds and that was how it ended, was the worms got machine guns? Can you imagine if someone just left a machine gun on the ground and, word, and worms learned how to use that technology? We've been cutting those little <laughs> in half for forever, and now they're going to get their revenge. Be absolutely frightening. What do you think so far? You think this is better or worse than last week? That was Little Wayne, by the way. <laughs> get a mention of every time. Uh, I think it's better. Um, and last week's was great. I mean, I got a lot of feedback. My mom. Um, told me she listened to it this morning. Actually, she just found out about it because uh, I didn't want to tell her. Yeah, I didn't tell her. Um, she found out real quick. Of course, uh, she just found out about it, and she was smiles ear to ear. Great stories, she said. And my dad also. <laughs> they always listen to your stuff, and they're just like, "What a funny, great guy!" And I'm like, "Wow, okay, that's <laughs> that's what you think. That's interesting." <laughs> they, she only found out because my uncle Dave, Doctor David Milner. Um, tweeted at me i didn't even know he had a twitter account and said that that we have international listeners because he was listening from cambodia he really liked the show huh 
Wow. Stay in Cambodia, you piece of <laughs> Why do you got to do that to Uncle Dave? <laughs> Such a nice guy. Our list, Uncle Dave's great, but he's not our listener of the week. Every week we're going to pick a listener of the week. I was blown away from the response that we got on Twitter and on iTunes. A lot of you left reviews. A lot of you gave us five stars, which really helps. It puts us up on the uh, the comments. I know Anthony doesn't care about this, but do it. And to, you know, tell your friends, subscribe. Because it, it helps, and it'll help keep this show going. Otherwise, I think it'll just it'll just get canceled. This is the only promotion we're getting. But but the real listener of the week that, that stood out, I don't know what his name is, but his handle is Great Hojita, which is a good handle. And he tweeted at us that he got into a major car accident listening to your podcast with Anthony Jeselnik, and he said, I'm okay. I finished the episode later. That, that's dedication. I love, I love that Caitlyn Jenner listens to our podcast. I think it's great. I think it's cool that, that she has the uh, great Jahida uh, as a as a thing. Listen, if you if you're in your car right now listening to this, go into the other lane. See what happens. You know what I mean? Just kind of let it drift. And uh, and if when you run into someone, whoever survives, tell them about this podcast. Well, that that's the thing is if this became our thing, getting into accidents while you listen to our podcast, that would be amazing publicity. There's no, there's no other way we're going to really get this thing going. But people would write some articles about the podcast that keeps causing mm-hmm. accidents. All publicity is good publicity. And, and it would just get out there. It would be an, an epidemic. I even, I even sent, you know, I was really impressed with Great Hojita. You know, I, I sent it back. I said, I hope it was worth it. I hope it was worth the accident. And he says it was. It happened on the 10, uh, the Interstate 10, uh, just past the Arizona border, so it was pretty crunk. Ah. I like that. He is, I like he's using the lingo. That's nice. Um, I just like, you know, if you're listening to it right now, close your eyes, take your hands off the wheel, and just see what happens. You'll be able to tweet to Greg later. We'll talk to you next week. Don't do that. We're not we're not responsible for any of that. What uh, are some other What are some other reactions, Greg? Go through your favorites. All right, let's go through a few. By the way, we we used to drive on the ten past the Arizona border, back and forth from uh, New Orleans. The thing. Yeah, we saw the thing once. You made me go to see the thing. It was terrifying when we were driving back to uh, New Orleans because we were so bored. It was pretty scary. It was scary. Some favorite uh, reactions. Uh, a lot of them were just, you know, really telling us. You know, please don't let the uh, NFL cancel us. You know, they hope they it keeps going, uh, which was very nice. Edited because I talked about Greg Hardy way too much. All right, now the, f- the final one. Uh, this one's from Nate Muzzy. I like this one. Saying sh- it's uh, called Shadowy League Clowns. Anthony and Greg are awesome, but whatever empty suit didn't laugh needs to go on a Caribbean vacation to get his or her groove back because clearly the stress has destroyed their personality. Wow. I like the uh, How Stella Got a Groove Back reference. That's not something you see a lot. I, like, I just like the shadowy league out. So keep uh, keep um, sending comments to us or sending tweets. We love it, and we'll uh, we'll mention a few each week. Maybe, you know, we should have our own Twitter handle. We should have our own. Yeah, we, we can do that. Something. Sounds like a lot of work. I don't know. You'll run that, right, Anthony? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure the NFL <laughs> would love. They would not let me anywhere near it. All right, let's uh, let's go to the way. <laughs> That was Little Wayne. Little Wayne initially that that's the fireman uh off of uh really his probably his worst uh LP but good song, re- decent song. Uh big fan of Little Wayne. 
I, I set that one up because I wanted him to introduce our hottest hot take of the week. And hot take. I just thought we would find one hot take this week, um, each week, if, if we can find one that, that makes a lot of sense. First, yeah, just to give you an idea of kind of the hot takes that, that we're thinking of. Trent, it really, I was thinking of one from early last season that, that stuck out to me. This is Trent Dilfer. The New England Patriots, let's face it, they're not good anymore. <laughs> I love that one. That was after uh, week week four. I'm just a Patriots homer. I mean, saying that. When, haven't lost Everyone them. was saying that. That wasn't just a I wasn't. You can't throw people weren't saying that. That's bus. insane. They were two and two. Um, this week, I, I had to go to the Greg Hardy situation. A lot of dumb hot takes on this. Stephen A. Smith said, I completely... Uh, this was one tweet from Stephen A. Smith. I completely support Jerry Jones and the Dallas Cowboys having Hardy on the team. What side are you on? It's so it's hilarious to me how people want to go out and like defend this guy. All you have to do is say nothing. I have to be if, like, Stephen A. Smith could have been like, you know what? I don't know. I don't know what they're doing over there, and that would have been fine <laughs> to be like, I support. Like, why do you support it? Why would you ever support? Uh, either one of those people, Jerry Jones or uh, or Greg Hardy. Well, not only did they say they support it, and they tried to explain it away like, oh, yeah, well, he's just being a leader. That's the type of passion that we want. Uh, you know, that's that's what we're looking for. And I've heard other people go, well, that's football. You know, you got to let football. If other players did that, it would be fine. Really? If other players yeah. slapped the the playbook out of the te- the coach and the coach shoved him on the field, when does that ever happen? If Aaron Rodgers did that, they would be like, Aaron Rodgers lost his mind. Like, what was he thinking? What was going on? It's crazy that you would defend this. Your, your prior record has to matter. Greg Hardy seems crazy. But... It almost feels like like Stephen A. Smith when he sends that out is just trolling. I mean, he ob- I guess that's obvious, but he he's just trying to annoy everyone as much as Greg. You know, Greg Hardy seems to annoy everyone, which that's I guess part of his shtick. But it feels like the Cowboys are doing that. They literally said, I don't know if you know this in response to this, that they want to sign him to a long-term contract. Good. The Cowboys, like, if they lose in, like, an entertaining way, like, if they lose in some, like, crazy way where you talk about them all week, they're, like, just as happy as if they win. Like, they really are entertainment more than, like, a, a real actual sports team to me. It's crazy to say to support this guy as hard as they have been. Like, what would – if the, if they wanted to sign him to a long-term contract after doing that, like – what what would he have to do to be put into the ring of honor? Yeah, well, would he have to like block? They're like like they're lining up for a field goal, and he runs out in the field and blocks it, and they'd be like, "Well, you know what? He's just fired up out there. <laughs> like, we're well, not allowed to do that, Greg, and he costs us three points." Like, ah, oh, he's a leader. Just like you know, light the team's airplane on fire before they before they leave town. Be like, this guy's great. Putting him in putting him in the ring of honor. Well, I think what it would the what's obvious here is that Stephen A. Smith is a heavy investor in Greg Hardy's. <laughs> What was that again? His cereal or something? No, it's a, it's a bed. It's a little. little oh yeah, bed that's that you right. Buy, that it's like, it's kind of like Serta, only it's just full of. <laughs> um, that way, you don't sleep too deep. We're gonna have to get some other uh, little segment intros, but this segment uh, is called Ask Anthony or Greg. Pick a few of these. What story? Uh, this is from. Jordan White, what story does Greg remember, but not Anthony? Hashtag RJVP. I, I like, like the that. I like the hashtag RJVP. Kind of reminds me of like Alien versus Predator. There's very few things I would remember that Anthony doesn't. Although I have a terrible memory, your memory is just non. I have no memory 
in theory, there was a lot of blackout moments that you had uh, 10 years ago, but I don't really remember them either. (laughs) (laughs) Um, One side of things, I do remember one day junior year where I heard the phone ringing at 5 or 6 in the morning, and you couldn't remember this because you were not in the room, and the phone just kept ringing at six in the morning and it's like why is the phone you know ringing like it was a really late night crazy things and i just refused to pick it up so there's no way you could remember that okay i'll say this i remember that 100 percent uh i was in jail and i was i was calling trying to get you to answer the phone i only in, in college i only knew a few phone numbers uh yours was one of them and i knew you had your own line so the i knew the phone was right next to your bed and that you were in bed and you were purposely not answering it and that you knew you knew the only reason someone would call you over and over again that early in the morning is if they were in jail. I didn't know that. You knew it. I did not know you that. You knew it. You just did not want to have to wake up and go bail me out. That's Because not I true. had been arrested two weeks earlier. I was – well, that's true too. I was smart enough to not call you when I was there. I think I think I called someone more responsible. Wasn't I? I in jail the same time as you? Did you oh, go yeah. to jail once together? There was we went to I went to jail twice in two weeks. The first time I, I don't got, know if I, I could put this the, on with my with my bosses listening. Maybe. The first time I got it was very the New Orleans drunk tank. I ran into like five of my friends, which was hilarious. And then no, I we didn't go together. Later. We didn't go together. What did you go for? I think I called Jamie Osher or Roggen because they had cars and they were. And it, or actually, it was Connor. I remember Connor Gray. Yeah, Connor's the guy you would call. Yeah, yeah because he's. What, just, you, what did you go to jail for? Uh, it was disturbing the peace after. Yes, the fight. Yeah. <laughs> I had nothing to do with it. That, that'll be another podcast. We are going way, way too long. Um, Edited to keep your interest. <laughs> you know, I think you would, enjoy, you would have more fun I would have in my fun. body than I would have fun in yours. I would have fun. But you would be, you would, as soon as you came back in your own body, you would be like, oh my God, this is, my life is now horrible. Like I, would, I, no. could, I could ruin your life in 24 hours. No. You couldn't really do that much damage to mine. No. I, I would have a blast, and I would do it for a month or whatever, a year, if I knew I could go back. Maybe not a year. That's, that's way too long. Um, <laughs> I, would, I would do it uh, because, you know, it, you don't have anything to do right now. You're working on your show, um, but it would just be nice to kind of, you know, be out in your Hollywood apartment and hanging out, going out at night. Like that just, it almost sounds like vacation. Here's what I'll guarantee. I would guarantee if I, if it was on the table right now, we could switch places forever. You would do it in a heartbeat. No, I wouldn't. You would absolutely. Everyone, anyone would trade places with <laughs> That's me. not true. The, the emptiness when I had to, you know, the, the emptiness with, which, which would come over me after a little while when I was in your body would, would be a problematic. I you know what I mean? I have two children. And we joke about it a lot, but it's like they're the the best two things that ever happened to me. At that, like they knowing, having known that sort of happiness, and then um, being thrust into your sort of shallow happiness, it would it would be really <laughs> tough to deal with. I would let you visit your kids. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, now it's time for predictions. Last week we did uh, we did a special game called Crunk or Funky Funky Fresh, where I went through uh, different matchups. I didn't really predict who would win. I just predicted whether the matchup would be Crunk or Funky Funky Fresh or somewhere in between. People really responded to that. People were really on board. And, uh, we talked about like this week. Should we do that again with these matchups? Should we mix it up? I my vote was to just do it again. Well, was it just was- to double down. And just go. But then I looked at the matchups, 
you know what? They aren't really either one. They don't really fall into the category of funky, funky, fresh, or crunk. And I, I went through with a, a fine-tooth comb <laughs> and a magnifying glass, and I couldn't really find it. So why don't you just, Greg, just give me, give me some different storylines. Give me either some matchups or give me some stories I, from this coming I week. I feel and like I'll your memory you of the re- – I feel like the memory of the reaction to the crunk or funky, funky, fresh segment feels a little skewed. How many don't you think – I, I mean, I got a tweet that said uh, – you can cut out uh, the last segment of the podcast. Other than that, it was pretty good. That guy's not a fan. That guy doesn't know what's up. There was a lot of a lot of that, like great podcast until the funky, funky fresh. Now a lot of people really liked it. People said mm-hmm. that it's kind of similar to a lot of a lot of things. But you like the. I want people to love me and hate me. If everyone just kind of likes you, like I'm sure your podcast with your with the kids that you do, <laughs> I bet that's uh, I bet people like it. I bet no one loves it or hates it. People you know love I mean? it. People love it. We just had a meetup in London, and 75 people showed up to that. International. All right, let's. I totally ruined your setup for this segment. Um, you can really touch me. That you you have some sources. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, I've got sources all over the league. I mean, now that I'm behind the shield, now that I exist behind the shield, then I I kind of the world opens up to you in a different way. So we thought we would we would take advantage of those sources. Mm-hmm. Go through each game, and you will tell tell us what your sources are are telling us. Sure. All right. Let's let's start with what I think is the best game of the season so far: uh, Broncos, Packers. Um, what are your sources telling you about Peyton Manning's future up in the air right now with his early struggles? You know, I think this is going to be Peyton Manning's last year. I can't see him coming back for another one. My sources tell me that he's kind of getting his money together. He's going to invest. He's going to invest with uh, Tom Brady's body guru. That guy <laughs> is, is up to nothing but good. Nothing but good things. The two of them are going to invest uh, heavily into uh, Greg Hardy's <laughs> I think people are going to be like, in, in a couple of years, going to be like, do you, know uh, you know Greg Hardy's You know he used to play football? <laughs> that, that's how people will know Peyton Manning. Yeah, you know. His, greatest regular season quarterback ever. You know his brother won two Super Bowls? <laughs> Let's talk Bengals Steelers. Big game in the AFC North. Your Steelers yeah. got to be a little nervous. Ben Roethlisberger likely to return for this game. They have to win or the AFC North is over. They'd be four games back. They there's no way they're going to win the division. This is is a game they have to get. What are your sources telling you about this game? And my sources tell me that the the Steelers are kind of overmatched. You know, the Bengals are playing on all cylinders. They're really doing well. Dalton's having a great uh, great season so far. But because this game is going to have a playoff atmosphere, the Bengals are going to lose by 35 points, and Dalton will have a hundred <laughs> interceptions. That's what my sources tell. A hundred. A hundred interceptions. How would your sources? Be so involved that they actually know what's gonna ha- going and gonna happen in the game. I'm not gonna reveal my sources. <laughs> Just wanted to dance a little bit. Seahawks and Cowboys getting everyone thinking about that playoff game from almost a decade ago, where Tony Romo bobbled the snap. Tony Romo will not play in this game, but Des Bryant might. His status up in the air. This week, what do your sources tell you about Des's status? Des Bryant's status. My sources went on his Facebook page. Des Bryant is single. <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> the groaner. <laughs> that was Little Wayne. 
What are my what are my other notes listening to the podcast was like call Anthony when his jokes are terrible call him on it that was a great that made me laugh so hard <laughs> finally um, really excited about this game the Carolina Panthers and the Indianapolis Colts what a matchup I mean the Indianapolis Colts are struggling one of the most surprising stories of the year. So many people expected Andrew Luck to be an MVP candidate this year. Instead, he hasn't been a top 20 quarterback. I mean, he is hurting them right now. And to me, this is a game that's fascinating because he's facing what I think is really the other best quarterback under 30 years old, Cam Newton. So it's kind of the two young guns for the first time they're facing off. Chuck Pagano is on the hot seat. The Carolina Panthers are undefeated. They're the team that could be going to the Super Bowl. There's a, it's a huge buildup to this game, Anthony. What are your sources telling you about Panthers Colts? Greg, they tell me it's going to be crunk. <laughs> this is, I, I this can't is, believe this is our second episode. This is it feels it feels like an anniversary. It feels special. This feels special. Uh, it it's way too much like your uh, your old boss uh, Jimmy Fallon just sitting there cracking up at his own jokes the whole time. Yep, it's very much like that. <laughs> but my jokes are great, and I have a podcast. Fallon, uh, <laughs> and that was Anthony's sources. That was Little Wayne. All right, Greg, let's wrap this puppy up. Uh, let's get on a, like a positive note. How we haven't talked about them yet. How are my godchildren? How are Ellis and Walker? That's right. Um, <laughs> no, I know. Like last week, you know, it was it was cool. Unbelievable. 